Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey everyone, it's Erin Carey. Welcome to Sparking Wholeness. Today, I am speaking with Jacqueline Gomez. She is the founder and CEO of Wellium, which is a New York City-based startup bringing Eastern medicine to the modern Western world. An MBA-level executive, Jacqueline has over a decade of global leadership growing health and wellness-oriented businesses. Previously, Jacqueline revitalized the baby-centric Bayaba, scaling growth as president and CEO. Prior to that, Jacqueline acted as an operating partner through her role as CMO for a boutique consultancy. After leveraging her strategic and marketing expertise to successfully scale others' businesses, she founded Wellium to combine both her professional prowess and personal passion for comprehensive natural wellness. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks. I I love how good you make me sound. (laughs) No, I mean, you've done a lot of things, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you because you are in the world of developing and promoting products and especially when it comes to natural wellness and things that other people might think are what I call woo-woo things, right? (laughs) Exactly. We get that a lot too. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to know a little bit about just your background and how you got into these alternative methods, this natural health and, and how that's made a difference for you. So, so truthfully, I was, I always thought I was going to be a doctor when I was younger. And in my third year of college, I found out I was pregnant and ended up changing my trajectory and going into business school. But everything in the health and wellness space had always played really a heavy role in my personal life. And then ultimately in my professional life as well, where I ended up spending most of my time in the, in the health and wellness space. It, it, it's sort of a luxury to be able to do something you love every day. Um, I had always practiced natural wellness yoga for probably 15 years. I still eat brownies and you know things like that on occasion, but I try to think cognitively about what I'm putting in my body each day. And um, after years of running other healthcare companies and seeing the gap in the market for Eastern medicine, um, like you said, most people think woo-woo. And really it's because it's a foreign concept that we don't understand. It is literally foreign. And so we wanted to bring together a source for people to discover and be inspired and learn about all things Eastern medicine. I love that. So maybe you could break down a little bit about what is Eastern medicine and maybe what is it that, that causes people to have hesitancy around the topic? Eastern medicine, it's funny, in, in the West, particularly particularly in America, we start to think about new modern medicine and its preventative care and its whole health wellness and its, um, you know, having a good state of mind. And we think of it as this modern expansion of healthcare when really that's quite ancient. Um, all of that is what Eastern medicine is and has been preaching for quite some time. The reality is, is that you could have the healthiest diet ever. But if you go through a terrible breakup, your body is going to feel terrible. Your mind is going to be in the wrong place. And so 
it's all the pieces together that make you a happy, healthy, whole human. So Eastern medicine really tries to focus on the individual and thinking through what is best for them in their life, where they live, what environment are they in, what season are they in, and trying to mitigate the things in life that are bound to happen, like stress and cold days and you know all the stuff that comprises everyday life. And so Eastern medicine really tries to think about them as one integrated unit, providing people preventative care. So you're focusing on, on not the symptoms, but not having symptoms to begin with. Yeah. And I think so many people, we don't factor in what stress does to the body. You know, I'm, I'm constantly talking about that because it's personal to me as well. And I, cause I do try to take care of my physical health, but man, when those stressors hit it, everything falls apart. Right. And so yeah. I, I love the focus on that. So in, in what ways um, has, has that even made you adjust your perspective of, of your business? You know, most people, we all know that stress is bad for us. We all know that donuts are bad for us, but because we don't have a tangible implication from them instantly, it's almost like we can put it off somewhere, somewhere down the line that will be a problem, but it's not a problem right now. So people don't change their diet usually until their pants don't fit. Um, and, and the same thing is true with stress. Unfortunately, by the time people realize the effects of it is because they're having, you know, blood pressure issues or, or heart conditions, something like that. And, and the reality is, is that we know these things. So we have to find a way to talk to ourselves where it makes sense. And so maybe it's just having a rational conversation with yourself, which, which sounds by default irrational. But the reality is, is that um, we would give our friends advice that we often wouldn't take ourselves. And so I find a good practice is to, to actually sit down and check in with yourself and, and really ask yourself, is this good for me? Am I happy right now? Do I feel healthy? What If I were my friend, what advice would I give? And, and stress is, is just one of those things. Stress, sleep, and water, if you can do those things right, it solves 90% of the problems in life. It's, it's so simple, but it's really accurate and true. I, I agree with that. And I, I think that so many of us were used to, and I think you phrase it this way, the pop a pill culture, right? Like, just give me something to fix it. <laughs> just give me yeah. a pill I can take. T tell me more about, about that and how your approach is different. It's interesting because we have this, this societal norm where we are okay taking a pill for every little thing and rather than fixing the underlying cause. So interestingly, in Eastern medicine, you only pay your doctor when you are well. They, you see them on a regular basis. You pay them if, if you're well, as you're, as you're doing in your daily, you know, monthly checkup, however it works with your practitioner. And if you fall ill, you do not pay your practitioner because they are failing at their job. <laughs> and so their whole goal is to keep you well. Um, and in the West, we, we don't, we just don't do that. And so the, the, every bit of the system is set up against that. And so we're accustomed to just, I have a headache, I'm gonna take a pill. Where in the East, somebody would say, well, why does this person have a headache? What is going on with them in their life? Are they you know, too stressed, carrying tension? Are they not sleeping, chronically dehydrated, which is the case for the majority of Americans? Um, and so it's, it's less about popping a pill. And I think also there's a stigma associated with quote unquote supplements or alternative treatments like herbal treatments. 
when we think of something like a leaf or a plant or a, any type of spice as just that. And we don't consider it max medicine, right? Whereas you take a pill without questioning it and who knows what's in it or how it's been comprised or what side effects are in it. So I think there needs to be the shift in the mentality where people are starting to say, okay, but wait, why? And why would I take this? And, and we're starting to see that, which is where Eastern medicine is now coming into the West. Yep, I definitely see things starting to shift there. And, you know, actually, this is a really good time. I want to take a second to thank our sponsor because it aligns so much with this overall concept of using different tools for wellness. And today's episode is sponsored by Sleep Number. I am loving my sleep number bed. I have found that my magical sleep number setting is the number 45. That's the amount of mattress firmness that I like. My favorite thing about my sleep number bed, other than getting the best sleep of my life, I can truly say that I am sleeping better than I have in a really long time. But when I wake up, I can check my sleep IQ score. And I love that. Typically, my sleep IQ score is in like the high 70s, which means for the most part, I'm sleeping restfully with minimal amounts of restless sleep. And last night, I have to say, my sleep IQ score was 85. I am very proud of that. But what is really cool about the sleep number bed is that it tracks my resting heart rate, my breath rate and my heart rate variability, which I'm really excited to nerd out on here. So bear with me. Heart rate variability is a huge indicator for health and wellness because it measures the variation in time between heartbeats and it can show how your body is responding to stress. So HRV data can tell when everyday stressors like work or relationship stressors, kids stress, all of that, they're getting the best of your health. So when you're stressed out, the variation between your heartbeats is low and when you're relaxed, the variation is high. We want our bodies to be adaptable to stress and switch from fight or flight mode to rest and digest mode easily. So when I'm tracking my heart rate variability through my sleep number bed, it is a visual tool to show me how I'm managing my stress even while I sleep. I love that I can track how my body is recovering during sleep and it's been helpful for my husband too because we realized that maybe I adapt a little bit better to stress than he does because my HRV score is always a lot higher than his. So there's a little bit of a competition that goes on too. Having good quality sleep is a game changer for me and my mental well-being, my daily focus and energy, and my mental clarity in general. So I am so grateful to have found Sleep Number. Discover proven quality sleep. Save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed during the Memorial Day sale. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash wholeness. That's sleepnumber.com slash wholeness. Now, Jackie, we're talking about this shift in the mentality and looking at some of these natural interventions, these Eastern medicine tools and using plants as medicine and, and how that's difficult for people to wrap their minds around here. And it's kind of funny. It's almost more woo-woo to just take the Western medicine than the Eastern stuff because most people are just like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm not sure how it'll work. I don't know what it's made with, but... They don't even question that. And when it comes to plants, which are, you know, natural everywhere, we get skeptical. We get into flying 10 cans and no one asks a question. And um, and yet we're like, what is this leaf here that I'm going right. to eat that's going to make me, why would it work? Like, oh, well, 
Yeah. It does. <laughs> and that's and- the thing, I think. In, in the West, they've started to catch up with Eastern, Eastern medicine and started to do the empirical research over the last 20 to 30 years in particular. And now they've, now they've been able to say conclusively, well, this works for this. And even things that are, are problematic, problematic you know, nationwide, anxiety, for example, affects so many people. Um, and there are medications for it that perform quite well in, in Western medicine. But in all actuality, studies show that Eastern medicine treatments, which have significantly fewer side effects, perform as well. And wow. so you, you sort of have to ask yourself, well, why isn't that mainstream culture? Um, and really, it's just we're going to take a shift change. People used to think yoga was for hippies, and now it's just a commonplace. So it's just the entry point into the Western market, and it's going to keep growing as, as time goes on. Yeah, and, and I think we are going to continue to need new tools because the old tools, while they might help for a time, and that's true for a lot of people, eventually you're like, well, wait a minute. I need something else. I might not actually be treating whatever this root cause issue is, which a lot of times could be stress, could be diet, could be, you know, whatever imbalances in the body. And I know Eastern medicine is a lot about correcting imbalances, right? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's how a lot of people come into Eastern medicine is they get sick of the status quo with what, what Western is providing them, particularly for people who deal with a chronic health condition. Um, if you're not feeling well every day and you remember what it was like to feel well every day, it's, that's, that's something that's really difficult to live with. And if you're doing the prescribed Western treatment and you are not finding relief from it, it's a very, for lack of a better phrase, tough pill to swallow to, to continue to accept to live like that. And so they start to reach out and find alternative methods. That's how most people enter Eastern medicine. They struggle with infertility, IBS, IBD. That's how I really started to delve into it. One of my children has Crohn's and the end all be all was steroids. And I thought, she's eight. <laughs> what right. do we do it? You know, what happens at 18 or 38? She can't continue on this pathway. And when I did some research, I found that there was a whole slew of usable techniques and um, options for her that no one told me about, not even New York City doctors. So Mm -hmm. it's out there, but no one's talking about it. So we're trying to bring it to the forefront. I love that. And I, cause I think more and more doctors are catching up and they are offering these alternatives. I've been very fortunate for, for myself and for my kids. We found some doctors who will say, Hey, why don't you try acupuncture or this homeopathy or, or whatever, you know, there are lots of tools, but I hear it all the time. I hear from moms whose kids are struggling. They're like, well, this is the only thing. And look at all these side effects. I'm like, is it really the only thing there could be something else maybe. And so, and it does take researching and digging into things a little bit, which is hard and might be overwhelming for some people. And, and so what you're doing is, is making that more accessible, right? Yeah. As I was reading through the studies for my own, I mean, I, I had a drive, right? I had a sick child who needed help. And so I was really focused on finding a solution that worked for her. And I don't think I would have been able to discern all of the studies I was reading had I not had a background um, that allowed me to do so. But it became very apparent that the average person was never going to know where to look for these things. They were never going to know how to read the studies or implement them in their daily lives. And so what we try to do is bring together all 
facets. So it's people's personal stories, it's experts, it's the scientific research behind it. And what we avoid doing is telling people what they should do. Should to me is like a four letter word. Um, and I, I just think what you should do is what you should do. And it, it's completely dependent on your life. So we try to bring people options and let them see what work for other people in their lives. And then, and then give them the tools that they need to be able to make those decisions for themselves. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about William then. Let's talk even more about, you know, how it's set up and, and what you have available to people and and how long has this has this been going on? We launched in the middle of COVID, um, which you know was a little a little crazy. But the reality was is we had planned on launching um, slightly later and we were sitting on all this content. We, we always knew we were going to be content focused and content first. It's really important to us to provide a resource for people that is reliable, trustworthy, verifiable information, which we hope inspires too. But the key component was the content. And when COVID happened, we realized we, we needed to launch ahead of time because we had so much information about natural immunity and stress during crazy times and all of these key pieces of information that people really needed. And it worked out quite well because we had an audience that was really interested in what we were saying and we could use their feedback and start a conversation when people were really needing to talk and really needing to figure out answers for them in their life. And they were just, we're just all in a tough spot. And what we found was the content was was an instant hit. People were interested. Um, social media was was engaged, but as we started getting more and more DMs, people would say, "Oh, I love this! Now, where can I buy X, Y, and Z formula for immunity? Um, and how do I find this in Minneapolis? And how do I trust this guy on Amazon?" Mm -hmm. And we quickly realized that giving people the information wasn't enough to support them in their journey. We had to be able to give them product that could could get them a head start into it. So we created a line of four tinctures, um, one for sleep, one for digestion, one for immunity, and one that's like a, think of it like a daily multi, it checks the boxes of all the others and, and is sort of a, a, a sustainable, take every day, make you feel good type of uh, formula. And so now we've been doing that since right around the beginning of the year. And we will probably expand those lines as well to offer people more, more options to help them with their health. And, and most of these formulas, what we do instead of, instead of focusing on symptomatic, they are things that you take on a daily basis to help rebalance you. Because as you mentioned earlier, Eastern medicine is about finding balance so that you stop dealing with the, uh, chronic gut issues that you have that you've probably gotten used to. Um, and instead of, instead of taking Pepto every day, you instead take this and, and start to feel better over time. Yeah. Now with these tinctures that you have, is, is it something that people are going to notice a difference immediately or does it take some time? Because we are used to quick fixes, you know, with, with our products. Yeah. If you, if you think about the way the, it took you a long time for your gut to get in this state that it's in. <laughs> and if you make a, it's, it's a, they call it a biome for a reason. It's comprised of so many different bacteria, good, bad, 
and otherwise. And so if you go in and disrupt that balance, it can have serious complications and things that you just really don't want to deal with. The better solution is to slowly balance it over time. Even if you were to go to a Western practitioner who were to evaluate your, your, your biome and see where you are off, it would be a slow transition into equilibrium with medication. Um, and so what we try to do is say, goodness takes time. And the rebalancing will happen probably, you'll start to notice, particularly for like the gut health and things like that. A week or two in, you'll start to notice like, huh, oh, okay, all right, I'm feeling a little bit better. And then a couple months in, you'll start to notice that it's not that you feel amazing. It's just that you stop feeling yucky. All yeah. the things that you've gotten used to slowly slip away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I think for a lot of people, they don't realize that they feel yucky until they start feeling better. Yeah, we are humans. We are adaptable. We are malleable. That's why we survive so long. And we get used to things we probably should not get used to. We get used to lack of sleep and dehydration and all of those things. And, and we really don't start to pay attention when it until it becomes like a serious, serious problem. Um, or or conversely, it becomes apparent to the outside world. So we, as you know, as Westerners, we are constantly sleep deprived, and we uh, we we we're fine with that, sadly, mm -hmm. until we start getting dark circles under our eyes and wrinkles, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh no, I gotta get yeah. I gotta get this under control. Um, so it's we're you know, for better or for worse, that will drive us to change. Yep. Yeah, no, that's true. Cause so many people they're getting poor sleep. Well, then they're starting their day with caffeine to get them through but then they have to wind down with wine or whatever at night. And that's probably contributing to more poor sleep. <laughs> so the cycle just perpetuates. Yeah. And you know, cycle is one of the things that's really important in Eastern medicine. We, uh, our bodies are actually designed to function on a clock. If you look at the hmm. blue zones in the world, they all have very similar things in common, e even in different geographies. They all work on a schedule. They all have a shared system of beliefs. They all contribute to work in a communal environment. And re the reality is, is if you can create that and replicate it in your life, you're going to live not only longer, but happier and healthier as well. So figuring out a schedule that works for you and really these decisions are incremental. So once you make one, it becomes so much easier to make the second. And then by the third, you don't even realize that you're implementing positive change. You're just on the roll. It's the snowball effect that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of people will hear things like this, like, oh gosh, well, that's just so overwhelming, even thinking, but it's just one tiny thing that needs to change that, that will lead to the other positive changes. Yeah. I always think about it. If you start your day and you eat a donut, how's the rest of your day probably going to go? So then it's like, you know, fried chicken and then maybe, you know, oh, well, I'm already on that roll, right? It's the same thing <laughs> if you start your day with yogurt. You're like, oh, I'm doing good today. <laughs> you, know? uh -huh. you feel good about it. And one of the other things I think that's super helpful during this is, is having a support system, a partner in crime. Um, when I usually meet people, they, they think I'm a total hippie. They're like, oh, you and your positivity. And they think it's, you know, some people think it's BS. They think it's like, <laughs> you're just faking happiness, I guess. And then after, after they're around you long enough, you start to realize, and they start to realize it's rubbed off on them and they start to pick up the good habits. And not that I ever try to, you know, push anyone to change, but 
but it is contagious. Good, good begets good and bad begets bad. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the blue zones and that's that whole community aspect is so powerful to our health and well-being, and probably why people in the blue zones live as long as they do, because they have the community connection, which means they have the positivity, but you also have to have a community that's positive around you. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if a New York subway um, is like the best environment. <laughs> you, you walk in there and you're like, Ooh. yeah, right. <laughs> I created a playlist specifically for that. That's called smile that I, I, I put on to counteract the things that I know could possibly have a negative impact. You know, when you're, mm-hmm. when you're having a bad day, particularly people who love music, the tendency is to wallow in it and listen to something really sad um, or that that's, you know, in line with their mood. But reality mm-hmm. is you have to be smart enough to be like, you know what? I need the smile playlist right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something different. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it might be helpful for people to hear, you know, you're, you mentioned you're a mom, you're a CEO, you've got a lot going on and that can be stressful. So what are some ways that you do manage your own stress in spite of everything that's happening in the world right now, other than the smile playlist? Yeah. It's always a challenge. I think, especially living in New York city, the world around is just, just whizzing by constantly and it really becomes a choice. Um, with my daughter who has Crohn's, the one thing that we talk about a lot is stress and the anxiety. And it, it's really difficult to explain to you know, a small child. But when you're forced to do that, you realize it's actually quite simple. It's, it's a choice. You have to make the choice. And do I have my days where I want to throw myself out a window or drown in a bottle of wine? Of course. But the goal is to minimize that um, and, and to really take the second to focus on the important things. So I, I think what's very helpful for most people, myself included, is affirmations and gratitude. I start my day every day with affirmations. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to be. Um, it just sets the pace for the day. And, and, and then at the end of the day, coming back, and thinking about all the things I'm grateful for, when you start to focus on what's really important to you, the stuff that could stress you out becomes just a tiny little list. And then it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I agree with that. And I think it's important that we are teaching our kids that as well, because they pick up on our stress. When I'm stressed, my kids all of a sudden go to the next level and I'm like, oh, wait, that's on me. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny. My kids think of me as a total hippie as well. And they don't realize that they're little hippies too, just because it sort of soaks in. And and my middle one said the other day something, she's like, why, why would I be a hippie? Just because I practice gratitude and affirmation. And I was thinking, yeah, (laughs) exactly. I couldn't tell her that. I was like, yes, you know, you're right, honey. That's completely normal. And, and, you know, I think it is coming to be normal. I think, you know, the studies, particularly on gratitude and affirmation, a gratitude journal for 10 days, I think the study I read recently has a six month effect of positivity. 10 days of a gratitude journal gives you six months boost of positivity. So you know, it's just yeah. starting with something little like that and letting it evolve into into your version of good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that that is so, so important for all of us, for our kids, especially in these times. Um, now, what do you say about how, how can we integrate what we know of Western medicine along with Eastern medicine? How can we blend the two to, to individualize things for us? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where people think because you are pro-Eastern, you must be 
anti-Western. And the reality is, is that they both have disciplines of care that are beneficial. So I always tell people who, you know, I have become by default, my friends and family, the phone call when something is wrong. Um, and so what I always tell them first is to utilize Western medicine and allow it to give you bio data that you cannot get anecdotally or from, from your pulse or from looking at someone. Um, so let Western medicine tell you what's your, what's your, you know, your TSH or your, your metabolic profile, all of those things, right? That can be done pretty precisely with Western medicine. But there's a lot of things that Eastern medicine does to, to take those pieces of bioinformation and compare them with how do you feel, which sounds like such a simple question. And most of us have a, a de facto answer of, oh, I'm fine, or I've been good, or I've been stressed or busy. But really, if you ask someone that question, the answer, if you, if you ask it a few times to get the real answer, um, you compare that and you compile that data with all of the Western data and you figure out a plan that works for someone. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be unique to the person. And that's why I encourage people to explore both. Um, but, but figuring out what diet works for you, figuring out, and it's not just the Western, like here's a pie plate of how things should be split out and this many portions. Not everybody is the same. Um, my body in particular stores mercury as if I was being poisoned. So, you know, I try to avoid fish and there's nothing wrong with me. It's just the way my body works. And so I think for people who are exploring it, take one baby step, figure out something in your life that you want to fix that is, is bothersome to you. Not that's like against what's supposed to be normal, something that matters to you and, and, and take that one step at a time and really focus on um getting that balance and, and maybe you have to just do that in one area first <laughs> maybe it's sleep maybe it's stress the rest will come into play yeah let, let's get back into the sleep conversation because you mentioned something before that I, I find fascinating with eastern medicine it's the whole concept of your body being a clock and even at night when you're sleeping you have different organs doing different things right so if we find ourselves waking up at the same time every night it, it's possible that we might have something that's supposed to happen while we're sleeping, not happening. Right. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And Western medicine recognizes this as well in certain instances. So if you think about your blood pressure, it's lowest at a specific point of day. Right. And so you have to ask yourself, why is that? Why is my blood pressure automatically lower at a specific point in the day? And it's because our bodies are machines and they are intended to work in a sequence where people um, can function, frankly, right? It's amazing that we're alive. If you think about all that our body does, we, you know, we're one bad move away from, from, you know, a really bad consequence. And so if you think about, well, when do I, if I need eight hours sleep and I need to work and I need to do all of these things and you really put pen to paper and plotted a day out, it would become quite apparent how one, how much time is wasted, um, two, how much time there actually is available to sleep. And three, once you start writing it down and paying attention, you realize how you feel at certain times when you're waking and sleeping and so forth. Getting on a, on a good schedule, which the West, we call it, you know, circadian rhythm. Um, but in the East, we take that concept and we, we go even deeper and we say, well, it's not just enough to get on um, a schedule that works for us, but one that works for our organs as well. And, um, and there's a whole thought philosophy on it, but, but the gist of it is 
if you go to bed at the same time and you wake up at the same time, you're going to probably eat at the same time. And you're probably going to get in a good rhythm with all the aspects of your life. And then your body knows what to expect. And so it's not juggling trying to guess your next move or adjust to whatever you decided to do that day. Yeah, that's good. And in your sleep tincture, I want to talk a little bit about that because that might be something that would be the most interesting to people right now because sleep is such a hot yeah. topic. I know so many people aren't sleeping. And so what are some of the ingredients? And you can talk about the other ones too. I'd love to know like where you found your ingredients or how you got, I know quality is very important to you. And so I'd love to dig in on that a bit. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we wanted to do was make sure that whatever we were selling was on the same level of quality as the content that we were we were putting out. And so that's why we created our own supplements rather than um, you know becoming a marketplace and selling others because we couldn't in good conscience sell something that we didn't know where it came from and had no regulations on it. And so we decided to just bear the burden of that and do it ourselves so we could do it right from scratch. And um, what we found was obviously that there are ingredients we can grow based off season and climate and so forth. So we, we grow everything we can in California and everything we can't grow because of seasonality or, or climate, we end up, we get these ingredients and then we bottle them in California. So we own the entire process and then we can control the quality and care and consideration that goes into the product. For the sleep supplement LunaWow, it's not like your melatonin or other um, things that cause some dependency, right? It's basically two ancient formulas in one in one tincture. And a tincture, just for anybody who doesn't know, is the result of a decoction process, which is where you take alcohol and herbs and you extract all the goodness from the herbs without putting anything else into it. So it's pretty straightforward and pretty simple and very concentrated. And what that means is you don't you don't get anything you don't want or need, and you get everything you do need in one little dropper full. And, um, and those two formulas that are in the Luna Wow, one is specifically designed for sleep to help you sleep. And the other is sort of anti-anxiety. It, it, it's particularly helpful for people who can't sleep because they have a racing mind. Everything is just going and going and going. It's, you know, going in circles and you can't, you can't stop the, the wheel that's, that's continually turning. Um, and those two formulas together are what comprise Luna Wow. Both of those formulas have been studied extensively in Western medicine and um, have been found to be to have, have found to be effective. And so even even in cases where people were suffering from um, you know severe anxiety or um, for people that couldn't sleep because there was one very interesting study on on people who were in um, methadone, they were in heroin withdrawal, so they weren't sleeping. And so they tried these formulas on them because they obviously didn't want to give them anything that was dependency inducing and they worked quite well. So we've, we've formulated the two together to make the biggest, biggest bang for your buck. That's cool. And I, I love that you have the studies to back it up because I, I think a lot of people will be like, oh, well, where are the, show me the studies and, and you have them. And I think that's great. So are these things safe for kids to take? Could kids take these without side effects or where do you stand on that? You know, in the U.S., um, it's funny. There's there's not a ton of regulations on what you what you can put in things or how the testing and regulations go on it. But supplements in general, 
um, the regulations for anyone under 18, particularly because these have alcohol in them. It's sort of a, a, a hard and fast rule that says, you know, you can't use these uh, for children. However, what I will say is if you go to a practitioner and a practitioner says it's fine, um, always consult with your doctor and your physician. But in the U.S. in general, anything that's a supplement can't be marketed or sold to children. I get that answer. I'm just saying, you know, kids are drinking Dr. Pepper and Coke. And exactly. <laughs> right. So I, that's a safe exactly. answer. But the reality is that our kids are are consuming all sorts of things that are probably are not safe. Than herbs. <laughs> that's right. I, I get that. Yes, absolutely. And you're right. And there aren't a lot of, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of regulation on our, our food and what we put on our food in general. So um, yeah, no, that's, that's very helpful. And I think that, you know, it's, there's so, there's so much out there with, oh, well, this will help with, for sleep, this will help for sleep and this will help for anxiety. And so just having another option that can do this without developing a dependency, without having, you're not going to wake up groggy the next day going, oh, where am I? Am I hungover? Right? Like, it's not that kind of a thing. No. Yeah. It's a very chill lull is how I would Mm -hmm. describe it. And the more that you take it, the more you get into a cycle and a rhythm, the more impactful you will find it to be. So most people say the first time that they find it, they're like, it's sort of like uh, two glasses of wine where you're just brought down a level and the chaos that usually goes along in your mind of, you know, I need to do this and I forgot this and replaying conversations, that sorts of thing goes away and you just drift off nicely into, into sleep. Yes. And you do stay asleep much longer too. It's, it's just a more restful, solid sleep. That's good. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what people aren't getting. You know, I, it's that, that is just continuing to be a concern for me as we have mental health issues skyrocketing. And if you don't have good sleep, you're not going to have your mental health isn't going to improve. So um, I think that that's, that's really big. And then digestion, you're really big on digestion as well, yeah. which I am too. So tell me about that. <laughs> digestion is one of those things where, even if you eat right, and even if you eat well, your gut is unique to you. And um, and you may not even realize that you picked up some sort of imbalance or, or you know, traveling abroad, you ate something a little funky that threw you for a loop and you, you may not even realize it. And it can impact whether or not your body is even able to absorb what you're eating. So you could be eating really well, But if your gut is out of whack, your body is not going to be able to absorb it. Um, You know, there's all this talk about leaky gut and all of these different avenues that people are now exploring and discovering. But if you if you just think about it as having a healthy gut allows your body to do what it's supposed to do, it can absorb what you're actually eating um, and it impacts all aspects of your life. People talk about beauty and wellness and they have all these creams and lotions. But if your gut is out of balance, nothing you put on your face is going to completely resolve acne, for example. Um, And so one of the things that we're considering, too, is doing a two-pronged approach with natural solutions. So a tincture that you would take for, for, you know, acne specific, which includes a gut balancing um, formula, as well as topical solutions that are all natural as well. Because what we're finding is that people think about things individually and really they, they're not going to work unless you do it all. So having a balanced gut is one of the things that's super important for really every aspect of life. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I am with you. That is something, my, just my own health journey, that is what I've been on for the last seven years is figuring out what's going on in my gut, how it's affecting my brain, how it's affecting my skin and, and all of that. It is it, so much of our health. I mean, it, it does start in the gut. And so I love that that is an approach that you are taking at William. And, and what, are, what do you hope people are going to gain from visiting the website and, and learning from William? You know, throughout my time, um, like I said, I'm, I'm always the person people come to for advice. And in the instances where I have one-on-one conversations with people and I'm able to give them a solution that profoundly changes their life. Um, my daughter, for example, I, I knew someone who had a, uh, a, a rare shingles infection of the face that was severely debilitating, was causing hearing loss and so forth. And I was able to connect her with um, some Eastern medicine practices that stopped the damage from continuing to occur and the virus from continuing to replicate and really altered her quality of life in a, in a magnificent way. And so when you're able to do that, it, you, it makes a difference in your life and in theirs. And while I can't have a one-on-one -on -one approach with that, and I'm, I'm not a doctor, I just like to connect people to things that matter. And so William is our ability to connect people to things that could matter for them. It opens the world of possibilities to something that they were either unaware of or they dismissed as woo-woo or you know hippy-dippy stuff. And so our whole goal is just to inform and inspire. That's it. I love it. And you have a team uh, working to do that, right? Yeah, we do. We, um, we have a collective uh, currently, which is comprised of several individuals from within the Eastern medicine space. Eastern medicine, as you can imagine, because it is, is all encompassing, there isn't one person who knows everything about everything. And also personalities are different and there's different aspects to Eastern medicine between traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. And so what we try to do is bring together a consortium of individuals from all walks of life and give them a platform to discuss anything that's on their mind or, you know, provide expertise to people who want information on it and give um, stories about what's worked for them and what's worked for their patients. And so we create videos from them um, once a week. So we have, I think maybe probably four or five videos a week that come out from them. We post to social, they're very active on social and eventually we'll move into, um, having live meetings and things like that as well, just to, just to give people access to somebody that they can relate to. I love it. I think that's so helpful. And there are so many people looking for something different and that's what you're providing and it's great. So I'm gonna ask you my favorite question to ask people and that is, if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? Oh, I have something, it's not PG. Um, it's, uh, it's more like screw the should don't, don't do what you should do, you know, what the world says you should do. You at the end of the day are the only person who can decide if you are happy. And, um, and of course that, that means healthy as well, because you wouldn't be happy if you were unhealthy. And so the reality is, is if you think about what makes you happy and work backwards from there the rest of the pieces fall into place. Yep, totally agree. And, and, and it's spoken from somebody who has been down that road <laughs> herself, right? It takes oh, one yeah, to see that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So where can people get connected with William and learn and get the tinctures and all of that? 
you can come to us on our website, www.wellium, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-U-M.com. We're available on all social channels. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, and even even TikTok now. We're, we're, Ooh. Yeah. You know what it is, is this younger demographic and younger generation buck the trends more and they want to know why why would I do this and why would I do that and they're more interested in in holistic health and wellness and so it's been it's been great to reach an audience um that's that's younger and and just wants to soak it all up but yeah we're on we're on all the normal channels and we're available and you can you can even text us we have text functionality on the website so if you have a question or a comment or a concern just just email text we're available I love it. And you're the WebMD of alternative health, right? We are Eastern Medicine 101. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. And people are going to learn so much. And I'm just excited for what you're doing and how you're empowering others to become their own health advocates. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. No, thank you for having me. And um, I hope you all have an amazing day. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.